Hey everyone, I just want you all to take some deep breaths and join us in the latest episode of Pot on You Loons. This is a positive space. We talk about our favorite soccer team who goes through a lot of trials and tribulations and, and ups and downs, but we're here to be your positivity leaders as you as you go through this this crazy season of MLS soccer. Are you sure this is pot on you loons? This sounds like a long distance dedication <laughs> with Delilah. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm just trying to start this episode off with some, some soothing, soothing tones, some happiness. Cause I think the people out there in uh, the Minnesota United fan base are pretty down right now. It's kind so of a bummer need, moment. They need to be serenaded from someone that states away. <laughs> it's, it's maybe it's just a, it's just a downtime in, in Luna, in Luna Sodaville. <laughs> Luna Sotoville. <laughs> as PA as PA said it, we're we're here to help you step away from the ledge and, and just relax. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. We're just here to, we're just here to help just bring the good vibes, bring the happiness. You know, re- think about the good times, guys. Think about all the good times we've had. So PA did tweet out, PA Loon from Pennsylvania did tweet out that he was looking forward to us talking everyone down from the ledge, maybe spreading a little positivity because there's not a lot of loons positivity right now. If we were to send him one of your Delilah long distance dedications, which love song do we want to send him across the States to cheer him up? Sorry. I know I'm putting you on the spot. This was not, this was not planned. Um, whenever you call me, I'll be there. Whenever you need me. Okay. Who's that? Is that uh is that Marvin Gay? I don't Could know. be. I'm probably I'm probably who is that? Yeah. Anyway, just some you, something positive, you know? Yeah. You Google that. The, so the first one coming to my mind, and again, we did not plan this is uh The Spinners. That's who that was. Sorry, the sorry spinners. to the spinners. So first one coming to my mind is the and I'll be your crying shoulder. <laughs> I'll be the greatest <laughs> fan and of your life. <laughs> I mean, you, you said Delilah, so so my one is like, "Hey there, Delilah, what's it like in New York City, baby?" Right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Hey that, there, that PA works. Loon, what's it like in Pennsylvania? <laughs> we can actually write that song. You know, I was a little bit of a, <laughs> I was a little bit of a weird Al protege when I was younger. Like I wanted to be the next Weird Al. I love his songs, by the way. Yeah, uh, are you excited about the movie, Sam? Daniel Radcliffe with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah, Ready. that should be pretty sweet. Okay, this is the challenge that I have accepted. I will write a parody of "Hey There, Delilah" dedicated to PA Loon about it's okay if we lose. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm still workshopping. I was, I was, I was a singer in a band. We can, we can, we can record this out. We can do this. Also, I would like to point out that our intro literally has three words, and we have actually said none of them, which are our names. <laughs> we never I, oh, yeah, I'm Sam. My name. I'm Justin. Pot on you, loons. Sam here. <laughs> James here, helping you step away from the edge. In episode yeah. 101. I wish you would step back from that ledge, <laughs> my <laughs> friend. <laughs> We can watch repeats of Tiger King. The MLS is back <laughs> tournament. For the three of you that are still listening, 
<laughs> Welcome to episode 101. We just finished episode 100 where we gave you kind of like a behind the scenes. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, it was good. It's not going to date itself. We got a lot of uh, fun comments based yeah. on that episode. You got to take it out to dinner yourself. You know, it's not going to it's not going to do the work for you. Right, right. Yeah. Good joke, James. Thank you. That's my kind of a joke. I'm trying. But yeah, give episode 100 a listen. It was recorded. It, it was basically the story behind the show. Your behind the scenes glimpse into the lives of your three co-hosts. Doomsday was there. It was a good time. Doomsday had some very cool facts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The 100 facts. Were, Lots of facts. Yeah, that was really cool. Yep. I did not expect that. But this is episode 101. I don't know if you saw. I, I am tentatively naming this one 101 Podmations. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that. Okay. I love yep. that. Might just change the name of the entire show to 101 Podmations. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. Hey, happy birthday. We got a couple of happy birthdays. Happy birthday, Sarah Fuller, 23, and Bangi Langwane, 22. Are they both today on yeah. June 20th? Yep. It's hey. both today. That was, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Aurora Aurora got in there way faster than the loons did. Aurora okay. was basically as soon as you guys woke up, Sarah Fuller was splashed all over her happy birthday, et cetera. I'm wearing the top right now, um, as I did for post loons as well last night. And Bongi, yeah, turns 22 today. So happy birthday to both you guys. Hope you have wonderful days. I saw Sarah Fuller hanging out with some... Uh, some young girls in the Vikings stadium to do some like mentoring and training. So that's a pretty cool, pretty cool birthday. I think. Nice. Yeah. Very cool to be 22, 23 again, man. I'm feeling 22. Isn't that? Yeah. That's, that's what Bong we got, we're just singing all the songs. Yeah, Hopefully no one's coming after us for this copyright <laughs> right. infringement. This, all right. This is the one episode the, that won't play. Call it like Taylor's <laughs> version or whatever it is. Maybe we're just bad enough singers, though, that like no one, there's no bots will ever. No one is still listening. (laughs) (laughs) For the two of you that are still listening, let's go over some news. Let's go over some news. So obviously, and we discussed this a little bit in episode 99, right? We had a 4-3 friendly win against SC Paderborn of the Bundesliga 2. Everything, of course, was great, except Ramon Metinair. He is out for yet another two months after re-injuring his hamstring. That sucks. Oh, in other news, I have to fix Vampirina really quick. So, Justin, you take it from me. <laughs> yeah, get get well soon, soon Ramon. We love you. Uh, we talked about this a lot more at length last episode, but it's probably the end of uh, an era for our boy, The Machine. So it's going to be hard to say goodbye, but such is life. Yeah, it's just really rubbish, to be honest, right? Like, people were like, should we have rushed him back or should we have had him, you know, waited? And, I mean, look, he was going to come back for the revs anyway, right? So, you you want to at least have some minutes on the guy and just, yeah, re-injures the hamstrings, so. I this like is, how, yeah. James, I like how you and I were arguing about this just, like, a little over a week ago, and you just said my exact point. <laughs> you just, like, said... Everything I said. Yeah, I, you know what? I agree. You know, opinions can change, Sam. He can take on your opinion. It's okay. He can change his ways. Well, that's good because I was right. But I also, to be honest, don't even remember what my opinion was. (laughs) I had COVID. You know, I was busy. COVID COVID brain. brain, COVID brain. I was busy. I mean, so this, this is the, 
I mean, how many times has Roman taken two months off to let this thing heal, right? He injures it in at the end of the season. Was it during the playoffs where he injured it initially? Yeah. Yeah. So he takes two months off and, and then comes back for training. And then in the, I, I, maybe that even, maybe it was even more than two months off. Then the preseason friendly, he plays for, for like 30 minutes and injures it again. Two more months off, comes back, injures it again. Two, you know, it's just, it just keeps happening. It really sucks. I think Roman just needs to take, like, I, I, I would imagine he's going to be gone the rest of the season. Like, I can't see them doing the two month thing again. I think just, and we, we said this already, but I think just going forward, you can't plan on Metonair being the guy going into the season. You can go in with two right backs and have Ramon Metonair being one of them. As long as you are totally content with the other guy being the guy, if Metonair is not available, I would compare it to, right? Like the situation with Ozzy last year is if Ozzy was hurt, we did have trap. We did have options. When Ozzy was available, he was playing and he had a fantastic year, but we had kind of learned our lesson from the previous season that you can't go in, that we weren't going to go into the 2021 season with Ozzy as the guy, the option. So I, I really hope going forward that, it, you know, maybe Metonier stays around, maybe he stays around on, you know, a different kind of contract and a different kind of role, but we, we have to have a plan going forward. Whether DJ Taylor is ready for that uh, step up or not, we have to have some sort of a plan. Yeah, and I mean, we apparently, according to Twitter, which we all know is a holy sanctity of correct knowledge, uh, there is a <laughs> there is there is a possible replacement on the cards. Alan Benitez, Benitez, twenty eight year old Paraguayan international from. Cerro Porteño in Paraguay has mostly played in the Premier Division, aside from a loan spell in 2016 with Benfica Bay of Portugal. Benfica, very famous club in the first division. According to Transfermarkt, he is valued at six hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And what's his FIFA? What's his FIFA ranking, Justin? Yeah, for, so for so for people that care, I'm happy to bring this segment back now that we've got a a juicy t- transfer rumor to talk about. Uh, he is a 68 overall with 69 potential. So, I mean, nice, pretty solid, solid for an MLS FIFA player. To put it in perspective, Roman Metinier is a 71. So, a little bit of a downgrade in the FIFA rankings, but you know, he's fine, I guess. Uh, now we'll see, though. I mean, like it's it's a rumor, right? It's it's from an account that has 4,000 followers, but it's the okay. it's the the beat writer. Uh, for this team he's a part of for some paper in in Paraguay. So this might has, be the early, early part of it. Has Boca in English reported on it yet? <laughs> uh, no, uh, but I'm waiting for Sarah Porteño in English to to verify it. Maybe that's who we're looking okay. for. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think I still subscribe to Boca in English on my Apple Podcasts. Just from all those... Uh, Ren- Reynoso first, watches. Reynoso watch and then... Abla, yeah, good times. And yeah, um, right, we've been back from international break for one game, I guess, plus one friendly, and we have some people already on the injury report. 
Luis Amaria. Yeah, yeah, we, we have more people on it now than we did before the international break. Yeah. yeah. And, and some of those guys didn't even play in the international break. <laughs> Only one of them did, yeah. Luis Amaria, his foot, apparently. Robin Lud, his thigh. Little Trap, his ribs. They were all questionable going into New England, but they all played. So I, I guess that's at least a good sign. Also out this week, Abu Dunladi and his thigh. He was listed as questionable, did not play. Tyler Miller, an abdominal injury. So he he was out. He was in the in the squad, but as was uh, Eric Dick. Eric Dick, thank you. Yeah, how do you? That was kind of bizarre. They they listed him as out, but then they put him on all their graphics that Tyler Miller was a part of the squad, but also Eric Dick. So, so we had two keepers, which was also <laughs> kind of strange. I, it's probably just because we now you can get so many more people on the bench than you. Right. Pre-COVID. So, yeah. yeah. So he probably was out. He probably had no chance of playing. But his name was listed there because why not? That's what I'm guessing. So are we going to say that Luis Amaria didn't score because his foot was banged up and that was that was what was going on? <laughs> That's the excuse. Ah, my foot. <laughs> I, I don't know what's going on there. But, hey, a- around the MLS... I think most people will find this as good news. The MLS, it was announced, is going to be streaming on Apple TV. This is a 10-year, $2.5 billion deal. Don Garber, the commissioner of MLS, was hoping for about $400 million a year. Ended up with about $250 million a year. Nice try. Nice try. <laughs> right? That's you, you go in with... You go in with your your high bar, and you kind of have that number that you're willing to accept, right? They're going to counter. Yeah, I mean, they're going to counter. Ten year deal starting next year is is super super solid, so it's good for longevity. Well, and that and that's still a significant increase above the ninety million dollar a year deal that the MLS had before. So, yeah. I, I think this sounds pretty good. So yeah, that is a ten-year, two and a half billion-dollar deal. Starts next year with Apple TV. Gonna make it a lot easier for cord cutters like myself to make sure that we get every game. So I'm excited for that. Now, like just to kind of compare it, the NBC and English Premier League have a six-year deal in the United States that's worth two point seven billion dollars. So. For six years, NBC actually pays the Premier League slightly more than Apple TV is paying the MLS for 10 years. Yeah, so that works Pretty out at about $450 million a year. A lot of the conversations, a lot of the conversations that I read and, and saw were that, that this league at this point, the MLS is more of a at-the-gate league. Like these teams are trying to get people to come to games, they're trying to fill these stadiums. And right now the TV market it just isn't as big as they think it's going to be like they think it's going to grow they think it's going to be bigger but right now i think that's part of the reason why we're seeing not not such a low number because it's still a lot of money but obviously like right the epl the only way for us to watch we can't i mean we could fly to england to watch a game but tv is much more important for them so can see why it would be a much bigger deal and there are still, right, there are still many people in the United States that are more interested in the English stuff or in the European stuff or even like, uh, you know, Liga MX or leagues in South America. There, there are still so many soccer fans that are interested in what's going on elsewhere outside of the United States. I'll admit, prior to the Loons being in the MLS, 
right? Before Minnesota was an MLS market, I didn't watch much MLS. It was a very occasional thing for me. Yeah, I mean, like I could even barely even get any MLS games outside the the US, right? The only ones that I would get are the the kind of big names like LA Galaxy or or New York Red Bulls or, or someone that was really massive and had some big name. Otherwise, no one cared about like Real Salt Lake versus Colorado. Yeah, that never came out. No one, no, no one cared about those games, right? There was only the really, really big ticket games that ever made it out. And even then, it was so, tough. I have some friends though that would say, and actually, I I heard um, there's a podcast. I haven't listened to it in a couple of years, but there at least was a podcast called like the MLS UK podcast, which was just a couple English fans that I think. They were both fans of uh, they were both fans of teams that were kind of being relegated a lot. Like I think one was like a Bolton fan, but and anyway, they each adopted an MLS team and they would watch from they would watch from Britain. And I, I have some friends in Britain from my time in uni, and I've I've heard from my friends at uni as well as they talked about it on the MLS in the UK podcast is that it works well to be put on it. MLS games are on basically at a nice time for English pubs to show them late into the night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most will start an hour earlier than I do. So, yeah, even with these kind of midday style games, it, it works quite well. They're still going, by the way. It's uh, it's Henry and Elliot. I follow them on Twitter. They're uh, oh, cool. They have some they have some good bands. Oh, cool. We were talking about comparisons, right? The the NFL has an eleven year. $113 billion deal no. that they signed in 2021. So yeah, that's still uh that's still where the big bucks are. I mean, that's you know, 10.3 billion a yeah. year, basically. So that's still where all the uh the large muchachos is. Yep. Yep. The good part is though, all MLS and League Cup matches will be available across the world without restrictions. Yeah, I'm excited. Just gonna be able to. You don't. You don't need to watch your sketchy feed anymore. I guess you could still if you don't want to pay money. But I mean, uh, I just found out that (laughs) James has been having people stream the games for him over Discord. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you got. Hopefully, no one gets in trouble for us talking about this. But no one's. No one's gonna say anything. I mean, it's not like it's available for him to purchase over there anyway. Otherwise, he probably would have done it already. Yeah, I mean, even if I purchased i think i can buy espn but even then i just get whatever mls game they decide to put on even if they decide if they decide to put one on at all right so i actually have no dedicated mls channel that i can buy as far as i'm aware because i checked it's not like nfl where i can buy international game pass and use that right there's no equivalent of that for the mls but now there's gonna be apple tv next now, year. now they're gonna have it yeah it is standalone I saw. So like you can buy it without buying Apple TV, I think, but it, I think it's going to be a separate fee as well. So you, I, you can I bet TV. you have to have Apple TV and I bet then no. it's an add on. No, you no. don't have to have mm-hmm. Apple TV. You could just buy the MLS standalone. They haven't come up with a name yet, but they're going to, there's going to be an MLS streaming app that it's going to be underneath Apple TV. Uh, but you do not ha- have to have Apple TV oh. to, to subscribe to that you do however if you do have apple tv if you're one of those people like me you're gonna have to pay some extra money for this they are gonna have select games on apple tv 
like yeah. every week they're gonna they're gonna highlight some games to have within apple tv but if you want all the games which i assume i mean they're not gonna pick us they're not gonna pick us <laughs> to be the 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 highlight game every week sorry guys what but outright yeah I, <laughs> but how cool is that right like it, this is what we've yeah. been talking about Sam has how many episodes, Sam, have you complained about Bally Sports or what was it? Fox Sports North before that, right? Yeah. Like, so many. <laughs> well, so yeah, many. ever ever since right, Sinclair owns the, the channel and they don't have a relationship with YouTube TV anymore, and that's what I use. So yeah, this I, was I've been annoyed ever since then. This was to my surprise. When I tried to watch normal TV at Sam's house, he's like we don't do that here. This is we use YouTube to watch TV through. <laughs> it's called cord cutting. That's what yeah. everybody that's that's what we refer to it as. I don't know if that's what they call it your way. But do, no. do people have do most people still have cable James out in uh, the Netherlands? No, I mean you Yeah, like we just pay a service that provides our internet and we added and we have a TV package on that. So, yeah, so yeah. cable. We can, yeah, do, yeah. That. We can yeah. do that here, yeah. Most most people have just like the cable industry got crazy. Like it's very expensive if you want to get all the things that people were trying to get. And and cord cutting, as as Sam will tell us, is and I, I agree as well, right? It's it's a way for you to save money and you just get to pick the things you want. The problem is that now everybody has an app. Yeah. You know, like all like they're it, they don't all like YouTube had so much stuff before Jane or Sam, right? Like yeah. there was so much stuff you could watch on there, and now everybody's Everybody is like, well, there's money in streaming. Let's just have our own streaming service. Yeah. The sweet spot was like 2016, 2017. We had His memories. <sighs> no, like back then I, I used a streaming service that you can't get anymore, which is a shame because it was wonderful. Uh, PlayStation View was what it was called. I don't have a PlayStation. I'm not a gamer. I just downloaded the PlayStation View app on my Fire Stick and got like a ton of channels at a really nice price. You have Netflix, and Netflix still had, right, The Office and Friends and all of those big shows. They still had all of those. I think, right, just because we order stuff on Prime, we had Prime to go with it. Between those three things, I could watch really whatever I wanted. Now you need Paramount, you need Apple, you need HBO, right. you need... You, you need all these right. things that I can't even get. Remember, I think I, when I was at your house, I was trying to get Paramount, and it was like... Oh, you're gonna need an American credit card to get that. I was like, oh my god, I, I couldn't get anything. It was just terrible. So they don't have a price yet for this this add-on, uh, but I assume, I assume it, it. I can't imagine it being being more than or much more than the four ninety nine that Apple TV costs to begin with. Also, Peacock, the place where I am able to watch EPL games, that's four ninety nine a month. So I feel like that's kind of the market. So we'll see. Hopefully, it's it's not like what was what was what was uh, Bally trying to? They were floating like nineteen dollars a month. Yeah, Jeez. And yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's not gonna that's not gonna get people watching these games. No, and I yeah, think, that's too much for MLS. But yeah, I think that's it, right? Like you want to open up the MLS to everyone, including internationally. You got to set a low price point to get to get people in. At least for the first couple of years, you just got you're just trying to get viewers in the door and. And that's why they do freebies, right? They just throw a couple of freebies out. People are going to find a team that they like watching. And then, oh, you want to watch all their games? It's going to cost you a little bit. 
And I mean, this is going to be great for people like me because I get to just wake up and watch back Loons games, which is going to be fantastic. So right. I don't have to stay yeah, you don't up. Have to, you don't have to look around <laughs> the internet to try to find <laughs> find somewhere to watch it. Yeah, and also just like most of the time that Loons games on start at the same kind of time that we do this podcast, which is not conducive to me staying up <laughs> all the time watching all these things, right? So this is what I talked about to Jeremy Rushing on Post Loons is that I basically do post loons when games are early enough that it makes sense. So, you know, we played uh, New England pretty early, like 11 p.m. my time. There's a couple of games that are coming 9, 9.30 over the next few weeks, and there's one game that comes at 11. The rest are at like 2, 3, or 4. That doesn't really work for me, but if I can wake up and watch them back, that's perfect. You don't want to just wake up at like 5 a.m. when our games end, when when our 7 o'clock games end, and then you just kind of pretend that you watched everything like you did when you got interviewed at that Minneapolis City game that one time. <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> James was getting interviewed at the Minneapolis City game. We thought he was going to just be talking about his trip here, like what he's like so far, because he spent the entire first half talking to this guy we met in the bleachers. I watched watched some of this game. It's all right. He's giving commentary on tactics and stuff, (laughs) talking about the press and the supporting runs. And we're like, he wasn't watching the game. (laughs) I see. That's why you got to talk. You got to, you got to make sure you're talking out there. Yeah, that's it. Right. Goalkeeper. You got to talk. Trust me. I know how this goes. Hey, Hey, something, something I'm really excited about with this new streaming deal is, we're going to get some better quality video. Oh my God. I, thank God. <laughs> I cannot stand like it just, it doesn't look good. I'm we've, we've gotten spoiled by, by watching NFL games that are all very high quality. Uh, so all of these games are going to be in 1080 p. So thank higher God, definition. Mate. Thank God. Better look. That. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing worse than a terrible game. Then being streamed on a dodgy site. Cause you literally <laughs> can't see it. I've watched some games where I can't even see the the timer because it's that blurred, right? So I'm excited for 1080p. <laughs> the one thing I'm one of the things I'm not excited for though is that the TV deal doesn't include local broadcasts. So right. yeah, Callan, that's, that's that's probably my biggest bummer about all this. So because Callan, we like our local broadcast team. Yeah, Callan, we have a good one. Callan Kindra decent Auburn, right? Like they, they actually made a comment on the weekend. They're like, look, we don't know what's going to happen. Kind of Apple hasn't really talked about it and they haven't really worked out a deal. So Cal's like, please stop tweeting us because <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> so yeah, that that's going to suck a little bit. Probably sounds like there's going to be like the NFL, several kind of rotating cam, uh, rotating broadcast and commentary crews. Right. Hopefully, Cal and Kindra get to be on that. I mean, it probably means they'll be covering more than just the loons. So, well, I I know Kent yeah. has done work like she was doing work for Fox for the U uh, for the Women's World Cup in 2019 and the I, U- U.S. Open too, right? Like she did our game for the U.S. Open. Yeah, I know. Or two, a couple Cal- of them. Yeah, I think I think she did like one. I know Callum and um, our old friend Jamie Watson did the Madison game. Yep. Right, right, right. So, right, like, they have broadcasting connections outside of just Minnesota United. Uh, Callum does the Copa Libertadores. I'm not going to try that. 
he does the the <laughs> South American version of the Champions League in English. Yeah, that's cool. Like I always see him kind of he's like, "Oh, just off to uh so and so to cover this game." And I'm like, "Man, you yeah, he gets around. That's 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 pretty awesome." So hopefully that would be such a fun job. I would have to learn how to say Libertadores, but You'd really have to you'd really have to drum up your pronunciation guide as well, <laughs> to be honest. Welcome to the Libertadores. <laughs> What's your the the I am a Libra, so <laughs> the, uh, there you go. <laughs> we are the best people, confirmed. Uh, so it's not all about Apple TV though. ESPN will still show about twenty-five games a season nationally. And then Looks like ESPN and Apple will alternate hosting the MLS Cup over the next four years. So I think I think that's good for the casuals. You gotta you gotta have ESPN for the casuals. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah. So I think that's going to be good. And a great tweet that Sam kind of sent to us. An undiscussed element is that there will be no pro rel in U.S. soccer until 2033 at the earliest. To which most people would reply, "Well, wasn't going to happen anyway." Right. <laughs> That is such a pointless discussion to have, unless you're talking about like I could see pro rel between USL Championship and USL League One. Let's let's start. Let's have that discussion. But MLS, it's not going to happen. Let's move on. Nope. But yeah, guys, you like this, I, I, right? We we all kind of like, other than Cal and Kendra not being around. Yeah, at least not being around as much. Yeah, I like I like the the. This is going to grow the game. You know, it's going to get people interested. Uh, people that have Apple TV are going to. Like like James said, they're gonna see a game, they're gonna watch it, they're gonna find a team. You know, I, I think this is gonna grow the game, even internationally. It is gonna be a bummer to lose that local element. Think about all like the all the the extra stuff that I'm able to watch having Bally Sports North. I see a lot of behind the behind the behind the scene access stuff with the team. And I'm I'm sure there'll be something like that with with this, but it's gonna be more of a national feel, more of a more of an NFL style feel to it. So there's going to be some give and take, but I, I think the accessibility outweighs, unfortunately outweighs having that local angle. But like local stations still do Vikings coverage and in Wisconsin, local stations still do Packer coverage. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see if they keep doing that for the MLS. Right, I yeah, don't, we'll, we'll I see. don't think they will, as we've talked about before, like the local, uh, the local following of this team is not very big, at least from a uh, a entertainment perspective, right? On news stations and whatnot. So I don't think there will be, but maybe, maybe as as the team gets bigger, as the league gets bigger. Yeah, that's always going to be it, right? Like you, if you want your game to grow and you wanna you wanna kind of show it off to more people, you do start to lose that local feel. So. I agree. I think there's going to be some pros and there's going to be some rel, uh, some cons, but I think, I think I like overall, yeah, there's, there's not going to be relegation. We went over that. <laughs> <laughs> no pro rel. <laughs> it's going to be some, there's going to be some pros and some cons, but I think for the good of the game, I think this is a massive pro. The fact that you have it locked in for 10 years, the fact that you get to kind of show so many more games to people even those that just have Apple TV without paying, I think is going to be a massive boost to, to what this league is going to be able to be about. And with with the World Cup coming to the United States in 2026, 
I think that that's probably part of what Apple is banking off of. Like there, there's going to be a big event that's going to happen that is going to get people excited about soccer that are, have never watched it before. Those people are going to have Apple TV. They're going to watch some games and maybe they'll get hooked. Maybe they'll start following along and, and making it a lucrative deal moving forward for everybody. There's also like some private sharing, I think, too. We don't, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't look too much into it, but <laughs> obviously like they want people to watch this game, right? Like they want people to watch and continue to watch. So 10 years is a good amount of time to, to make sure that they, everyone's trying really hard to make this league grow. And do we, do we know who will cover the World Cup? Like who's covering the World Cup this year? For you guys, is it ESPN? It's usually Fox, but I don't know. Yeah, good question. <laughs> Thank Someone big. Someone big. Fox had the last one, but I don't know who has this one. Because I mean, if you look back at the MLS ten years ago, and you look back and you look at it now, I obviously wasn't there, but it feels like there's been a massive leap from what I remember hearing about the MLS ten years ago to now. So I'm excited to kind of see how big the leap is going to be in another ten years. Yeah, Fox. Fox has it in 2022. Okay. Which is a big network. Yeah. That's exciting. Cool. Well, let, let's just kind of run down. We have some international loons that we just kind of want to run down really quick. We have some of our other favorite teams that we want to run down really quick before we talk about the 2-1 loss at New England Revolution. Because we have to, right? We, we got to get to it. We can't so keep delaying. We're we're Loon's podcast. It's been 35 minutes. We should get to that. Yep. So before we get to our international Loon's, let's talk about the U.S. men's national team. They won 5-1 against Granada on June 10th. They had a 1-1 draw at El Salvador on June 14th, both in the CONCACAF Nations League. And then we have some international Loon's. Michael Boxall and New Zealand lose the World Cup qualifier final to Francisco Calvo and Costa Rica. That was 1-0. I did not watch that. Did Boxy get to play? I saw he, was, he started no. on the bench. but No. Nope, he didn't play. Okay. Should have let him play. Did Calvo play? I assume Calvo did. Yes, and that most of the postgame was him celebrating with his kids. Like, that was highly... I saw that all over Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's cute. Very cool. So cool. I would like to point out, I don't know what El Salvador uses on their pitches, but that thing looked horrible when I saw a replay. <laughs> Wearing a white kid in basically a mud bath, the Americans. Pretty rainy, whatever was going on there. Yeah. But yeah, real sad for Boxy. Great for Australia. We powered through. We had a we had a beautiful win and, and we got in, but yeah, sucks for New Zealand. Yep. And your your pesky neighbors across the Tasman don't get to come to Qatar with you. <laughs> the Tasman. <laughs> the Tasman. Whatever. U.S. Women's National Team, they have some friendlies coming up Saturday, June 25th versus Columbia. That is in Colorado. And then Tuesday, June 28th, also against Columbia. That is in Salt Lake City. So good times there. Moving on to Minnesota Aurora. We're at six wins in a row. Six wins in a row. Since the last time we discussed Aurora, they won 3-1 at Chicago City, concluding three straight games against Chicago City. Three wins, 10 goals for, only two goals against. We whooped them. Yeah, maybe. James did some lighthearted taunting to their social media account and got scolded. So, <laughs> yeah, wow. I uh, they basically they basically had played a game 
So they, we played them twice, and then they played a midweek game before they played us again. And they, I think they won the midweek game and then tweeted a picture of our, t- like, of Aurora playing them. And I basically just made some banter about how we're so up in their nightmares. They just use us and their graphics. And then their social media person got a bit shirty with me. And yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so I, w- I was actually, I was looking at their website quite a bit. So Minnesota Aurora, like, it's, you know, fan, fan owned community owned uh, a lot of people are behind aurora a lot of people are really supporting aurora a lot of people put a lot of work into making aurora i i know it's pre-professional and these players are technically amateurs but the package that we are getting as fans is anything but amateur like we get treated really really well as aurora supporters and i was watching the chicago sc uh stream right because Away games, you have to watch the when when Aurora plays away, you have to watch the home team stream. And like, I don't mean to to slam Chicago because I was on their website and they're doing a lot of really good things. They are like they have youth teams, they have an academy, they are doing a lot of things across multiple age groups. They have a men's side, they have a women's side. They have a USLW team. They have a USL2 team. They're doing so many different things. It looks like they're really an asset to their community in terms of giving the the local players a high-quality option for them to try to advance their careers, develop as soccer players, that sort of thing. It looks like they're doing wonderful things. But in terms of like what Aurora is doing, and, and Aurora basically is trying to be like a, a professional quality women's soccer experience for soccer fans in Minnesota, right? Like that's clearly not what all the other teams in USLW are <laughs> trying to be right now. So we're watching Aurora play at Chicago. And first of all, like their camera is pretty low. Um, their, their camera was maybe like a couple of rows above the field. Uh, it wasn't up very high. So you did not have a very good angle of, of the play. And then, right, no, no commentary, no commentary at all, which is, which is fine, you know. So I, I had fun kind of texting back and forth with, with various people. I was texting back and forth with MJ a little bit. I was interacting with a few people on Twitter. So no commentary, but that, that's fine. But then I kind of go upstairs and I put my daughter to bed. And I come back downstairs and the clock said it was like 45 minutes, 46 or like 46 minutes, 47 minutes. So I'm like, oh, okay. So it's the start of the second half already. And I, I watch what I think is the start of the second half. And maybe like five minutes in, everything just stops. And the clock is still going. And I, I'm so like, what, what's going on? Like, did they turn the camera away because someone got hurt and it's too gruesome for us to look at? Like, what, what's going on? Like, the clock is going. Nothing is happening on the field. What's going on? And I kind of go on Twitter to try to see what's going on. And I, I see that Minnesota Aurora posted a, posted a tweet saying, you know, halftime. Here we are at halftime. I'm like, oh, so it, it's just halftime and the clock never stopped. Uh, the game resumes. The clock still never stopped. So had the stream made it to the end of the game, the game would have ended at like 110 or 120 or something like that. The, the stream didn't even make it to the end of the game. The stream crashed. 
So if you're watching Aurora, like their their stream crashed about, you know, I don't know, like 10 or 15 minutes into the second half. Fortunately, Equal Time Soccer, someone from Equal Time Soccer was there, held up their phone, which was actually at a better angle than the Chicago stream. <laughs> Awkward. And, you know, obviously streaming from your phone isn't as quality as the camera that Chicago had, but the angle was better. So actually that was kind of nice. I was on the deck watching it, had a really good, had a really good night. It was beautiful. It was beautiful in Minnesota that night. So watch that game from the deck. Good times. Sorry. That was a long story. That's all good. And look, Chicago city FC SC. I'm a social media manager too. I get it. Sometimes it's a tough gig. Just learn to take the banner, man. That's, that's basically what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got I, a bit railed on. When I, <laughs> I thought what you were saying was friendly banter. I didn't think you were being a jerk. Yeah. And I overall think that you're a total jerk. So yeah, I mean, that yeah, you, you come in, you <laughs> come into my post loons appearances and just, you know, <laughs> comment hashtag James out everywhere. So, okay. I wasn't the first nice. person to say James out. Someone did it first. Someone I didn't know did it first. So I, I don't know if you picked up on that, James, but I in did. the comments on post loons, someone that, I don't recognize their name as being someone that's interacted with us before wrote hashtag James out. And I got so excited because it was, was uh, it was Christopher Alfleby. No, I would have recognized his name. It was someone else. Yeah, no, he changed his name for a bet. That's what it was. I think. I don't know. Okay. So he changed his name. But I don't know whether it was him, but yeah, I remember he was there, but yeah, that was, uh, I swear it was someone different than him. That's all right. We'll look it it's up. okay. We don't we don't need to get into it, but someone else said James out before I said James out. Yeah, and and then okay. Sorry, great podcasting being had by all right now. Um <laughs> but look, Aurora undefeated in the month of June. They're doing great. Smashing it. They've got Chicago Dutch Lions next, who are zero. Uh they've played three games. They've only played three games where everyone else has played six or seven. So they got a few games to catch up on. They are one and two, although they did put six past St. Louis Lions, but St. Louis mm. Lions are zero and seven. So that's not really, yeah. Well, yeah, th- I mean, this is all wrapping up really quick because already next weekend, already next weekend, which of course I'm going to be gone, is when the final two home games of the regular season are being played. Yep. And then they go away to wrap up the regular season in Green Bay. So this thing is running down quick. If you're still looking to get to a game, and I, I recommend you go. We all recommend you go. Go next weekend. I think they got, what, a Friday and Sunday again? Yeah, they got Friday uh, Friday at 7 p.m., Sunday at 12 p.m., and then there's a Thursday at Chicago Dutch Lions, and then the week after is two games at Green Bay Glory, and that's it. There's only five games yep. left of the season. There were still almost 5,000 people at TCO, and it was, what, like 93 degrees on Sunday? It, that's it was crazy. Hot. That it was, was nutty. It was too hot. They said, they said people could bring in empty 32-ounce water bottles and they could get refills and stuff. It was, yeah, it was cool. And people got bucket hats and stuff, and it looked sick. But, yeah, almost 5,000 people rocked up in 93 Fahrenheit. Which I've heard is quite warm. Yeah. And and it was a holiday too, right? Like that that's the other thing is a lot of people had things going on. Yeah. Thirty four degrees Celsius for all those not living in the States. That's that's hot. Very hot. Minneapolis City, 
5-1 loss against Med City in the NPSL, a 3-1 loss at Thunder Bay Chill in the USL2, also a 4-1 loss at FC Manitoba, also in the USL2. So kind of a rough go for Minneapolis City lately, as we have said many times, they are adjusting to spreading themselves between two leagues. And right, like as a result, you're not seeing the same sort of dominance that you maybe have grown used to. Forward Madison has kind of turned their season around a little bit. A 2-1 win versus Tucson, a 3-2 win versus Greenville Triumph, and a 2-2 draw at Tormenta FC. So play Yaya Ding Dong. Apparently they don't do that anymore. I disappointing. Yeah, I mean, do we? How many are Forward Madison up to having the same amount of wins as shirts yet, or or do they need more jerseys? I I don't know. Like, (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, because they probably have released a couple new jerseys since the last episode that we haven't seen yet. But man, like, yeah, and of course, I'm I'm going to Madison this weekend, and they won't be in town. Lame. But I'll be able to see my new nephew, so that's cool. So shout out Bradley. And then, yeah, the Doubloons, a 2-1 win at Sporting SKC2. They also had their first loss in a long time at no. San Jose. They lost 1-2. to two. Eh, it happens. Guys, we got to get to we got to get to the Minnesota United loss, the 2-1 loss at New England Revolution. So we had a lineup. We had a lineup, apparently. No, uh, DSC was in goal. Kamal Lawrence, Debussy, Boxel, Taylor across the back. Ariaga and Trap in the midfield, Fragapane, Reynoso, and Lod uh, in an attacking midfield. Luis Samaria up top, 4-2-3-1. You know how this works by now. We had three subs. 70th minute, we had Bongi come on for Lod. 81st minute, we had a double sub with Adrian Anu coming on for Franco Fragapane. And Joseph Rosales coming on for Will Trap. There we go. Hey, stat guy, you want to give us the stats? Yeah, uh, possession. 46% to to our boys, to New England 54%. Shots on target, we were 6 for 13. They were 2 for 11. Oof. Uh, the XG, we had 1.32 to their 0.48. So uh, the XG was was not... I mean, the XG went our way, but the, the game did not. Yeah, and, and at halftime, we had 10 shots with 5 on target, and they had 1 shot. I only got to watch the first half of this game live. Uh, I was in Chicago for the weekend celebrating the wedding of one of one of my friends from college. I watched the first half in the airport. I watched the Revs telecast of it because I was in Chicago. And we looked awesome. It was a lot of fun. I was I was feeling great about what was happening. Uh, uh, you, know, you, we, we, uh, you saw the good half. Yes, <laughs> I did. I saw the good half. I saw us just, I mean, like, obviously like they were, they were pressing us. They were trying to find ways to to attack us, but like they couldn't get anything really going. And we were just, we were peppering them. We were, ha- we were having shot after a shot. And, and then I was like, Oh, s- all right, guys, I'm going to sign off. Wheels are up. I got to, I'll, I'll, I'll catch you on the, the other side and uh, look up, look at my phone when I land and two, one, New York Revol- or New England Revolution. Uh, what it was, what was your nice. reaction to that? I was, I was like, I've seen this story before. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. Look, as a Colts fan, Foxborough is just the worst place on earth. So uh, again, just, it's just a horrible place to be. But 
you know, we looked great. I mean, I talked about it in post loons. We talk about it for like an hour if you want to go and listen to an actual in-depth conversation about how this game is. Look, we had a great first half. Second half, not so much. I thought DJ Taylor looked real good. I think he's looked real good for quite a while. Yeah, DSC had a... Yeah, those two goals, man. DSC had hands on both of them. Well, and I I mean, right, the first goal, right, DSC probably should have been able to save. The second goal was very impressive that DSC was able to get his hand on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the second one is anything to blame, but the first one, even when you go in the wrong way and there's a deflection... That's such hard. weird spin on that ball. So much weird spin on that yeah, ball, right? It's, it's hard as a keeper, man, when you're already going one way to, to kind of come back the other, but it just it also just looks terrible when it goes in as well because it just squirts underneath. But look, the guy said, Adrian Heath said as well, like he has played such top-class football so far this season that you have a mistake, then yeah, that happens, man. So Loon's Twitter made it seem like we, because I didn't see the second half, did we park the bus and try to ride out a one nothing win? Because that's what Loon's Twitter made me feel like. Was, was uh, wasn't, it wasn't great, half. to be honest. We did, Look, basically, the first half, we did all this attacking. In the second half, we did about zero attacking until like the 81st minute when we subbed on Adrian Hanu. And then we, then we kind of, you know, had a few attacking runs, but we, we went defensive and we looked... Right. Right. It turned into the kind of soccer that like we're sick of watching. Right. Like I'm a big soccer fan. I have a lot of friends that don't like soccer and they always like to send. I've brought this up before that cliche meme of if I wanted to watch someone struggle to score for 90 minutes, I just take my friends to the bar and right. Like (laughs) (laughs) such a great, such a great thing as well. And, and like just too often we all of a sudden are down and need a goal and we realize that we can't score a goal and that's been kind of the theme of the year it was the theme of last year too it was the theme of last year sam sent us sam Sam sent us some like great stats great great did you did you make these charts sam yeah yeah so impressive the biggest pain that i had was that new england have dropped 19 points from winning positions this season and have let in nine goals in the last 15 minutes. Both are MLS highs, and we couldn't take advantage of that at all. Like, they are the worst team in the last 15 minutes at letting in goals. Yep. Yeah, so PA tweeted at us, and I know in the last episode, episode 100, Doomsday Jeremy was talking about, you know, some. he was saying, he was like, I love this about you guys, but it's also what I hate about you guys. He was like, you guys are always so positive. And right, there's a lot of negativity right now. And I, I'm not saying that in a bad way. There's a lot of people feeling down on their team right now. There are a lot of people that aren't really enthused about the way that this season is going. And rightfully so. Right? And rightfully so. PA was asking, or he, he posted some tweet, and I'm, I'm not saying this verbatim, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something like, I can't wait until Padani Loon's gives us a reason to feel a little bit more optimistic about yesterday. I was trying to figure out what angle to go on this. And I, I guess I'm not telling you how to feel. I'm just going to put out a couple of stats so you can kind of figure out some perspective. Cause right. Like I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. This season isn't going that great. How you feel about it. 
right? We're, we're all going to kind of take, we're all watching these games. Like, I don't think there's anyone watching these games and is being like, oh yeah. I, I mean, this game, like, let's say this was just micro. This game, if you watch it from the micro level, you're like, okay, Dane St. Clair kind of has a fluke miss and allows a goal that he shouldn't have. And then you have a freaking awesome free kick and we lose because of that. Like, look at their expected goals. They were not expected to get two goals. If you're looking at this at a micro level, you could say that. But the problem is, as Justin said, he lands his plane. He turns back on his internet. He looks at the score. He realizes that we blew that lead. We lost two to one. And he's like, here we go again. All right, that's that's the problem is we, we've seen this before. Now, here we go, right? Here, here are just some stats. Let me run run down these. James, Justin, you guys kind of chime in if anything is is interesting or if anything kind of sparks your imagination. So I, I want to look at just the Western Conference right now. And so ba- basically what I did is I, I went on I went on Google Sheets and I typed out the 14 Western Conference teams. And for each team, I wrote down what is their current streak for playoff appearances. I then made another column. Of the last three seasons, right? We had a three-year plan going into this whole MLS thing. Of the last three seasons, how many of those playoffs did each team qualify for? And then I also went back to the last five seasons, right? Because we are five seasons in the MLS. You follow me so far, guys? Yep. Okay. Yes. So if we're looking at just playoff streaks... There are 14 teams in the Western Conference. If we're just looking at playoff streaks, we have a streak of three three years of Western Conference playoff appearances. All right, that's our streak. So if you are looking at teams that are able to match or better that streak, we are only behind Seattle, who has a ridiculous 13 straight playoff appearances. In Portland, who has five. Nashville has four, but they were in the Eastern Conference for those. Boo. Boo, Nashville. Boo. So I, Eastern Conference sucks. You know, count, count <laughs> Nashville forever. if you want. Count Nashville if you want. I don't think it's totally fair to count Nashville for this exercise. But well, they never played the, any. Yeah. Of the 13 teams that have consistently been in the West, we have the third longest streak of playoff appearances. Of the last three seasons, only Minnesota, Seattle, and Portland have qualified each year, right? We have we have qualified three years in a row. Seattle and Portland more than that. No other team in the Western Conference has. Of the last five seasons, right? If you think back to 2017 when we're playing at TCF and we had a bunch of names that we've already forgotten playing for our team. Okay, three of the 13 Western Conference teams have made more appearances than Minnesota United. Obviously, Seattle and Portland. SKC, okay, SKC has made the playoffs four of the last five seasons. They only missed 2020. Yeah, that actually, I think that was 2019. They missed 2019. They made 2020. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 2019. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, sorry. My bad. Got the years wrong. Five match us. So five of the 13 match us. Real Salt Lake, LA Galaxy, LAFC, who... You know, LAFC wasn't playing in 2017, Dallas, and then, of course, us. So Real Salt Lake, LA Galaxy, LAFC, Dallas, and Minnesota all have three playoff appearances in the past five years. Five 
Western Conference teams have made fewer appearances than us. Colorado, Vancouver, San Jose, Houston, and then, of course, Austin was their inaugural season last season. They haven't. Wow, you suck, yet. Austin. You've never yeah. made playoffs. God. Well, I mean, I mean, they they look to <laughs> this year as they are currently in third. Third. Yeah. Yeah. So I bring all this up. The MLS is a parody league. Having the expectation that, and and I want to remind everyone of the 28 MLS teams, we have the, we rank 16 in terms of budget. I'm not trying to make excuses or anything, but it's not like we are a big spender by any means. It is realistic to suggest we are not going to make the playoffs every year. Now, I'm not taking a stance on if Heath should take, I'm not taking a stance on Heath at all here. Pick a side, Sam. You got to pick a side. Either in or out, boy. I'm, I'm just providing some context. It is not really realistic to think that the team with the 16th largest budget in the MLS is going to make the playoffs year after year after year after year. We are trying to be Seattle. We are trying to be Portland. Hell, we'd love to be SKC. Seattle is ridiculous, by the way. 13 playoff appearances in a row is just outrageous. Right. Yeah, that's right. nuts. They, they've never not made the playoffs. So, I, yeah, I, I wanted to put that out there in, in terms of, right, in terms of even if you talk the last five years, we're not doing that bad. We're having a down year this year. Things aren't looking great this year. But in terms of the past five years, it hasn't been that bad. Now, let's kind of turn our attention, though, to what is going wrong this season. Can I just jump in like before yeah. you get to that point? The, yeah. I think the really interesting thing about this table that you, you hadn't quite mentioned that I don't know if you're about to mention it, but if you look at the the top seven teams from last year that made the playoffs, right? Colorado, Seattle, SKC, Portland, us, Vancouver, RSL, only... RSL, who is currently in seventh. They're currently second, in second. Second, yeah. sorry. And Seattle, who are in seventh, are actually even in a playoff spot. Yeah. Colorado, SKC, Portland, us, and Vancouver are all outside the top seven. So, you know, like people are saying like we're having a bad year because we're not in playoffs. Pretty much every other team that made playoffs isn't there either. Right. Right. It's a parody league. It is a pair. Now, I think this is a pretty seismic shift. But Portland, Portland was in the MLS Cup final last year. Right. And they're chilling in 13th place. <laughs> the only people worse than them are San Jose, who didn't even make playoffs last year. So, yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. You, and then you take right the, the bottom six teams from the Western Conference, the six teams that didn't make the playoffs last year. Only San Jose of those six teams is not in playoff position uh, right this minute. And of course, oh. Nashville, Nashville is Nashville would have been the third seed in the East last year, but yeah, it's, it's almost as if you flipped the table from last year to this year, flipped and shuffled a bit, but in terms of who's in, who's out, it's as if you flipped it. Now I want to kind of talk about like, what is the big difference? And I, I've brought this up before and I've, I've seen Callum and Kendra mention as well. But I'm very interested in what is the pattern when Minnesota United scores first. Because, right, in in 2021, there very much was a pattern. If Minnesota United scored first, which happened 14 times, 
2021, Minnesota 71% of the time would win. So for the 14 games in which Minnesota United scored first in 2021, there was a 71% chance that Minnesota United was going to win. Well, we've scored first in eight games this year, but that number, that percentage has dropped from 71% to only 63. So you have a drop there. You also have an increase in, if, if you don't score first, you have an increase in your likelihood to lose. In 2021, there were 18 times in which we did not score first. When that happened in 2021, it was a coin flip. Were we going to lose or were were we going to find a way to salvage at least a point? Because 50% of the time that we conceded first, we lost that game. Well, this year, right? This year, we have conceded first in seven games. We have five losses. That is 71%. So we went from a 50% chance of losing when we concede first to a 71% chance of losing. And we went yeah, from... Yeah, that's, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and I I really think, right, it's the goal scoring. And this, is, this isn't rocket science. All of you could tell me this without spending a couple of hours like compiling data. But <laughs> we need more goals. We're, we're glad you did it, Sam. Yeah. The fans are glad you did it. But like, if you look at goals allowed per game, we're actually doing really well. We're only allowing 1.13 goals per game, which compared to the previous three years, we allowed 1.29 in 2021, 1.24 in 2020, 1.26 in 2019. DSC, DSC, MVP. MVP. So we're we're actually allowing fewer goals per game than we had in the previous three seasons in which we made the playoffs. But the problem is, is that we're scoring way less. And and this sort of this sort of decline in goal scoring did start last year. Um, I, I actually so right now we're scoring about one point zero seven goals per game. We're on pace for thirty four goals. Well, that's not good. We we have been in decline here. Um, in 2019, it was 1.52. We scored 52 goals that season, 2019. In 2020, that was a weird season in which we only played 21 games because of COVID, but we were scoring 1.71 goals per game for a total of 36. So actually, in fewer games, we scored more than we're currently on pace for this season in a full season. In 2021, we we dropped to 1.24 goals per game and scored a total of 42 games. Like, in scored a total of 42 goals, right? 1.07 goals per game this year on pace for only 34 goals. Again, it it didn't need, you didn't need me to spend hours sort of going through games and calculating stuff. You didn't, you didn't need me to make a spreadsheet, but the drop in what happens when we score first and the drop in what happens when we concede first. And then you look at the goals that are just not coming in. It's that cliche soccer joke that I should just take my friends to the bar. Yeah, it's not good. But you know what? We're not letting in goals. That's the important. (laughs) That's the positive spin here. So everyone get back off the ledge. We're not letting in goals. It's fine. Chill out. So I and right. I'm just I'm just putting this data out there. I don't. I mean, I strongly believe the MLS is a parody league. I stand by that 100%. The MLS is a parody league 
and you're going to have your up years, you're going to have your down years. LAFC, for crying out loud, has missed the playoffs, what, like the past two seasons? Is it two seasons in a row they've missed the playoffs or just one? It's probably just one. They they missed the playoffs just last year. Yeah, it was just one. Yeah, I think, either way, I mean, they're, they're, they're such a high-quality team, right? Like, they're one of the highest payrolls. You would arguably say one of the best teams in the league, and yeah, right. they have, they've missed the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was no California or Texan team in the playoffs last year because right. six teams missed it. Right, which the the Texan teams are not of the same like profile as the two LA teams, but right, both LA teams missed the playoffs last year. So in, in and, terms and of San like, Jose, San Jose is in there too. Right. Yeah, the Californian teams. Yeah. So, right, like you're going to. Minnesota United fans shouldn't feel too bad about their team not doing well. Now, has Adrian Heath sort of run his course? I think that's the next part of this conversation. Adrian Heath is, and I I also have this loaded up here. I kind of listed off. Well, we've talked about this before. Only three coaches. So Adrian Heath has been with Minnesota United since 2017. So he is on his sixth season. Only three coaches have been with their respective teams for longer than Adrian Heath has been with Minnesota United. That is Peter Vermees with SKC. He's been there since 2009. Then you have Jim Curtin with Philadelphia. He's been there since 2014. And you have Brian Schmetzer with Seattle, who's been there since 2016. Adrian Heath in fourth in terms of longest tenured coaches in the MLS since 2017. Yeah, after that, I, I mean... Uh, You have Gio with Portland. He's been there since 2018. Caleb Porter with Columbus since 2019. Bruce Arena since May of 2019 with New England. Robin Frazier, August 2019 with Colorado. Everyone else arrived in 2020 or later. It's a results-driven business. Everyone knows this. Adrian Heath himself would say that. It is totally possible that things have run their course. I'd personally like to see... I'd personally like to see him turn this thing around. Um, but, right, like if this team can't make the playoffs, I'm concerned that Heath maybe is no longer able to get the best out of these players. Or if these just aren't the right players to be successful. Which which would also be his fault. Yeah, yeah. With the 16th largest budget in the MLS. So take that into account. But yeah, that, right, like... Why are we, why, why is Ramon Metinere on the wrong side of 30, such an integral part of our roster, right? That that could, that (laughs) could be the reason that we have a less lethal attack. We don't have the machine in there. Yeah. 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 As, as a, as, as someone who saw, you know, the Vikings as a Vikings fan, these last several years kind of go in and out of being a contender and not uh, with the same coach. Uh, every year towards the end of Mike Zimmer's time is it w- the conversation was like is this going to be the year where he gets fired i think i think that was a conversation like the last 3 years that he was the coach and a lot of times it was like well if he makes the playoffs like keep it going uh but then he this this last season he missed the playoffs and they fired him right they 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 said it was time to go in a different direction uh, and and sometimes you just need to you just need a, a fresh face and 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 having having a having continuity is important. Like it's it's very good to have a system in place 
to have people that you know and, and trust and, and you, you, everyone's working on the same page. Everyone knows what's going on. That's awesome. But, but at a certain point, you got to realize that there is a, there is a cap to what you can do with, with a team, whether it's players or coach, whatever. And I mean, if you win it like that, you change the narrative, right? If, 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 if all of a sudden we go on like a, a you know, a, a big streak after, after this conversation, we, this team ascends, finds a way to score goals, makes a run in the playoffs. Like there's a, there's a world where Heath gets re-upped, you know, there is, uh, but, but if we just keep getting more of the same at some point, you kind of just need to make a change for a change sake, like for real. Uh, and you need to re you need your, fa- your fan base wants to see a winner. This, this fan base wants this team to get back to the Western conference finals. And I would say most people in the fan base would, if you ask them if this team is, is trending towards that or away from it, they'd say away, right? Like, yeah, that's just what it is. So, yeah, I mean, we, we got to see how the rest of the year plays out. This is, this is Heath's team. These are the players he chose. We might pick up another DP striker this summer. You know, did, it, another one, uh, did the rumor say that. DP or did, was it just, well, either, I think we, we could get a, we still have a DP slot open. So no, um, Amaria is a DP, but he's a DP that could be bought down, but I don't think oh. he can be bought down this year. Gotcha. Well, oh, anyway, right. Amaria, like you're ruining it. But, but again, right. This, this team needs to win games. No one this team needs to go to do things. No one do good things is up for hearing that one more player is going to come in and make this team so much better. Right. No, right. No one is up. For <laughs> this <is our> team. <laughs> like fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool me like three or four or five times. 25 times. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shame on shame on me. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I don't know. Like we keep falling for it, but no one is hearing that we're, we have help on the way and that, I don't know, may, maybe if we land like a, you know, European star, that's just kind of at the back end of their prime. Maybe if we get someone like that, we can get excited again. But and I mean, like you said, Justin, people want change. And as an Arsenal fan, right? Like Arsene Wenger did it all was the invincibles did all that kind of stuff. But at the end, like we, he, I think Arsenal went to Europe or went to the Champions League like a, a record amount of times in a row at one point, but then he missed and that was it. Like he was kind of already on the way out and, and people were already wanting change and then he missed play, he missed Europe and that was like the, the kind of death knee or the death note. So I agree. I think, yeah, if they make playoffs all good, if they don't make playoffs, then uh Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of how it is, but like I said, we got the rest of the season, so stay stay with us, be positive, stay on stay on board the train, and we'll get there. Well, and it, right, and we're watching this to have fun. We're doing this podcast to have fun. Let's just have some fun. I mean, ultimately, that sounds lame, but I want to have fun. Yeah, I'm have here fun. to have fun. Yeah, right. send us nice messages. Well, you can do that. <laughs> you can do that or not do that, but just. Win or lose, watching soccer, sitting on a couch, just taking a little bit of time to do something you enjoy. Should be fun. Anyway, so we are now in 11th place. 
18 points with a negative one goal differential. That means we are two points behind seventh place Seattle. You need to be in seventh place or higher to make the playoffs. We are only three points ahead of last place San Jose. They suck, and we're only three points ahead of them. Next up, June 25th at Inter-Miami. That Yeah, June 25th, 7 p.m. They are in 10th place in the East with 18 points and a negative nine goal differential. So for the love of God, let's get them. Our friends from the Lunacy Podcast will be there rooting them on. So hopefully they get to see a nice win. Hopefully they get to lead Wonderwall. Yeah, man. It, the inaugural, the inaugural game against Inter Miami. We have never played these guys before. This is, is the true. first time we're playing them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There is, there is no head to head at all, so this is brand new, and they have some notable players too. So that's kind of a little bit scary. Gonzalo Higuain, thirty-four-year-old former Argentine international DP striker, third highest paid player in the MLS at about five point eight million. He played for like Real Madrid, Napoli, Juventus, AC Milan, Chelsea. So he's kind of been about Sam. Sam, obviously, you know. Do you, do was, you remember was, the Chelsea days? He was barely with Chelsea. <laughs> Look, do you remember? We, do you remember those days, Sam? We we talked about Chelsea and strikers when I was there. That was that was a very humorous he, conversation. Yeah, he he was very hyped. Did like nothing and was gone very quick. That's that's kind of what it looks like for him in Inter, Inter Miami. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what he's been like there a couple years not 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 scored a lot of goals uh made a lot of money but he's he's got the name recognition yeah there's also deandre yedlin who is the uh 28 year old u.s men's national team right back and fulham. He, he played for fulham in seattle those are like the two he played fulham in the epl obviously in seattle he broke out there yeah perfect and then leonardo campagna campana 21-year-old Ecuadorian international forward on loan from uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers, the Wolves of uh, EPL fame. Team goal leader with seven goals and 15 matches. So, yeah, I mean, we we have Robin Ludd, who is on six goals in 13 matches. So, you know, it's comparable. We both have negative goal differentials. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just wrapping it up. Our next episode... We'll be roughly midway through the season, so we'll kind of give out some midseason award, maybe make some second-half predictions, hopefully optimistic ones. I guess we'll see how things go in Miami. But, yeah, I guess that's all I have to say. Hey, I, I wish our friends at the Lunacy Podcast, if they're listening, possibly even on their plane ride to Miami, I wish you guys a fantastic trip. Have some nice local brews. I'm sure you will. And yeah, let's let's go get them. Pot on you loons. Yeah, let's get a dub, huh? That'd be real nice. Just get a win. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll show into Miami and their thirty-five DPS that we mean business. <laughs> let's go get a win. Oh, and, pot on you loons. It, oh, and just one one more thing. We had a question from a from a couple of people um, related to Aurora. We'll we'll save that for an episode where we talk more about Aurora. Um, Astro Loon asked a question as well as TK asked a question about Aurora. We'll get you our answers on those um, for the Aurora episode. So sorry, we have to delay those uh, one more week, but peace out. Pot on your loons. Yeah. Peace, peace out. Pot on your loons. Pot on your loons. Peace. Peace. peace.